0: is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. For these expansive conversations, I'm gonna start having some friends of mine come on so we can just begin exploring new topics together. I'm so excited. We're kicking things off with my soul brother, Rashad. Woo! Here we go. So I've been talking more about my soul brothers lately. I first mentioned them in the Relationships and Spirituality Part 2 episode when I spoke about twin flames. A twin flame is essentially when uh, one soul kind of splits into two different bodies. And in this lifetime, our soul is split into three. It's me, Rashad, and Pipo. So if you want a refresh on (laughs) how our soul's are and why we are split and what that means in our case you can go back and listen to that it's a very complex thing that we have been consistently exploring and trying to understand i think it would actually be cool if i had all three of us on here together to talk about it and and almost like stream of consciousness uh or channel the information about how it works and why But long story short, our soul has a lot of work to do here, so it has split into three bodies and we each have our specific like strengths and weaknesses, interests, etc. What is interesting is we are all three related or our careers are somehow related to music. Rashad is a um, sound engineer, Pipo is a musician, and I'm a dancer. Though we all are a bit different, we are all very similar in various ways, um, and it's been very interesting, and I, I don't know, it might be interesting for you guys, too, just to see, like, <laughs> what parts of us are similar and what parts of us are different. Um, this is a very casual conversation, and it's very playful, but I'm definitely excited to kind of explore more in the future. So I've spoken about how I have a commander self that is working with this ET mission to help raise the collective consciousness on this planet. I have a commander self and my two soul brothers also have a commander self. So our soul is split even up there just because there's a lot of ground to cover. My soul is obviously about like talking channeling it's very much in the energetic realm Rashad's energy is very grounding for us and it's more in the scientific realm of stuff gadgets frequency healing using frequency um, working with ETs and stuff like that and then Pipo's is kind of a balance between the two Um, and it's also going a whole other direction Peebo's very interesting. He's been a very interesting addition. Ed- we just found him <laughs> last year. Peebo does do a lot of uh, channeling. He's starting to explore that side of stuff, but he's also finding a lot of healing in like food, sunlight. Um, he's testing the human body. Rashad tests it through devices that he essentially came up with as an ET, which is why the mantis beings come in all the time. I'm going to put a mini episode out in a few days. Um, I yesterday was channeling information about it, which was very interesting. Peepo is exploring it more through our resources here and the spiritual side of stuff, and then I'm more in the energetic. Rashad has been having regular or frequent ET visits since he was a child. He has devices implanted in him from various collectives um he is he has constantly had like physical tangible et stuff happen forever they take him up to the ships they work on him they show up in his bedroom to work on him like there's constant contact the previous episodes that i've spoken about when i'm saying that like the mantis beings came and a friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. If I'm referring to a friend and the mantis, it's him, always. Um, We've had a lot of mantis experiences together, but just him as a person, like they used to come. They would come like once a week in his room, like doing stuff. So he is like the ET man. <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of the start of unpeeling the layers of a part of my life that is very important but I haven't spoken about too much just because it is a little peculiar (laughs) so enjoy so excited to have him on here we go oh
1: god I'm scared (laughs) I'm scared (laughs) wait 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 you can, you know i'm gonna leave it up to you because there's some things i wanted to know how far you were going to go with these conversations because we go far like
0: we can we, go as far as you want
1: <laughs> cannot because there are things that people are just not going to believe even about our who cares not gonna they're not gonna believe it you know you know what i'm saying they're not going to believe it the trio they're not i've,
0: I've talked about it in my podcast people are aware. Would you like me to formally introduce you? as oh my soul oh, brother. Yeah.
1: So here's how bad I feel because I haven't heard the episode yet. You're fine. Right. So you've already talked about it? Yeah. Why do you, I mean why didn't you tag me in the episode or something like that?
0: Oh because I don't I didn't I didn't name you specifically. I'm oh. keeping it all confidential because oh. I didn't get your guys this permission. But if we're opening it up, then here we go. All right. What would you like to talk about? This is your <laughs> podcast. This is your This is how
1: this is, no, is, is going to work, Amber. No.
0: We, okay. We've just had a nice casual conversation. So let's not, this doesn't have to be weird. Let's just go back to that. How is your body? Okay. How did you get into spirituality? What's your story? Who are you? um
1: who am i how did i get into spirituality good question is this is a question for you like is 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 the world about spirituality now it's like your whole world is there something difficult to, do you feel like spirituality is just a term now or a thing that's going to become cliche and do you think there's something beyond spirituality now or is it just spirituality this phase will never go away you know what i'm saying like do you think spirituality has become like a religion
0: um, I, I mean, I'm t- um, technically I it is because
1: nothing wrong with religion,
0: right? There is definitely like with new age spirituality, it definitely feels like there is, there are set rules. There are set beliefs that everybody kind of falls in line with. I would not say that I necessarily practice new age spirituality I just kind of do whatever the fuck like I like learning about religions um and I really appreciate eastern religions how it's very free in terms of like you just kind of take pieces that really resonate with you and then you just honor everything from there uh so with beliefs I really like learning but I also really hate being put in a box so I don't like the I feel like a lot of spirituality nowadays does feel kind of religious where there is like weird, there are weird rules and restrictions. And like, if you don't believe this, then you're asleep and like stuff like that. And I don't like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I was just curious on, on how you thought about that. Um, yeah. Ask me a question. You asked me, how did my spiritual journey begin? Yeah. <clears throat> You want the short answer or the long answer?
2: Whatever you want.
1: <laughs> um, my spiritual journey started when <clears throat> my mom gave me a piece of paper. This was this was uh, in nineteen. Don't do that. Don't don't. Uh, no, I said nineteen, but don't. <laughs> I saw your face. This was like nineteen ninety nine. See, close to the two thousand. This was like maybe nineteen. <laughs> Ninety nine-ish, somewhere around there. I was about 20, 19 to twenty years old. Um, and on that piece of paper had a lady's number. All right, it was a lady's name here. Not much. My mom told me to call this lady. I said, "Well, who's this?" Mind you, I was raised Muslim. Um, at that age, I was in college, but I wasn't. I don't. You know, I wasn't like practicing any religion at that time. You know how it is around that age. So she just said, "I want you to call this lady," and I was like, "For what?" She was like, "Just call her." So I, I kept the number in my pocket for a few days. And one day I was just like, I think I found it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and give this lady a call. I called the lady up. I told her who I was. And she just started talking. She started telling me about myself. And at that age, now rem- remember, there's no internet. There isn't like, a you know, there's no Instagram. There's no Google. So, you know, someone starts telling you about yourself. Uh, my first question was, who are you and how do you know these things now? She knew my mom, but these aren't things that they, her, and my mom don't have a relationship. They're like they're not like friends. So at that time, I still didn't know who she was, but she was telling me about my my sign, my, you know, my astrology sign, and then she started talking about a little bit of my future and how I was as a person, and I just kept thinking to myself, how does she know these things? So she invited me to her home, and she said, "I want you to come see me. We're gonna have a talk." So she t- she turned out to be a and um, an astrologer, uh, intuitive, psychic medium, all in kind of one. And so I went to see her. There were no crystal balls and anything. You know, she lived about maybe 40, 40 minutes from my house. actually a little longer. And she did use tarot. Tarot was one of her uh, quote unquote, I guess, divination tools. Um, but she started with astrology and she started with my natal chart. She wanted to know with time I was born and all that all that kind of stuff, and I was just sitting there, just kind of fascinated. And she started with that, then she started with she she mixed in some tarot at the same time, and then she started to talk about my spirit guides. And I was just like, "Well, huh?" And she was like, "Yeah, you have." She was like, "You know you don't know what your spirit guides?" Are? I said, "No." She said, "Well, you got three spirit guides behind you," and I look over my shoulder I <laughs> say, "And." You gotta remember, this is not today where we're all familiar with these things, right? I had no clue what a spirit guy was. Now you're telling me there's people behind me that I can't <laughs> see. And so I was I, just, I was stuck. I actually turned around. <laughs> said, oh, you're not gonna see them. I was like, you mean I was like, you mean ghosts? She was like, Well, they're not you're not ghosts, you know, they're spirits. And I was like, they follow me around all day. <laughs> she said. So she's like, Yes, yeah, So, I went through that whole startup with someone teaching me that those kind of things, and I ended up at the bookstore. And, um, you know, you just start getting material. The first book I ever read to really launch me was Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, it's a popular mm-hmm. book. Um, so, you know, that's how my spirituality journey started. Um, from that aspect of things, um, was from her just giving me the lowdown on day one spirituality stuff and i would you know after our session i would always e- i would email her you know now i'm have another session and i would email and it turned into kind of a life i still am in contact with her to this day not as oh cool yeah not as her name is alice deville um she is a best-selling author of um uh, uh sun sign and moon sign books she's a like literally best-selling author Um, her books are incredible but she's still Mm -hmm. not so that's how I started
2: what has been the biggest most impactful experience you've had energetically how do you
1: go from that question to this (laughs) (laughs) big leap (laughs) Oh, man. you trying to get into the, the, the crux of it. You...
0: Rather than peeling back the layers, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, you know. Open it up. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Biggest energetic experience <laughs> I've ever had. Okay. Um, well, thanks to you. Okay, this is all your fault. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Amber, okay. She, uh, at the time, I was complaining to her that I wanted to meet the mantis beings. And I threatened to stop the whole program. (laughs) I threatened to to end the relationship between myself and the mantis beings if they don't do something extraordinary. And uh, I believe they told you something like, all right, you know, they were just like, okay, just give, give us a couple of days. And one of the next, I think within the next two, three nights, I remember awaking to not being able to awaken. I know that sounds weird, but I was up in this, in this stuck cocoon of, I have no idea. I couldn't open my eyes. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you had sleep paralysis and you couldn't move and all that. Yeah, I, I know, I know sleep paralysis. I know it well and all that stuff, but this was a little bit different. Um, I just I felt I couldn't move energetically I felt so uh, I felt stuck like there was something in my energetic field that was preventing me from doing anything I mean I couldn't move a muscle I couldn't open my eyes I could slightly squint <clears throat> but I just felt the room get extremely bright extremely bright but my eyes were closed so I couldn't open them yet this wasn't the middle of the night and it was the it was the the most intense energetic experience i've ever had because it was just overwhelming to my body and i was able to slightly open my eyes a little bit like a little bit and don't you know how when you when it's when it's dark but you open your eyes you can still kind of see in the dark after your eyes have adjusted right that's when i was able to i was looking kind of at the door um where you can walk into the room and i saw these big tall Uh, entering my uh my bedroom and it was one after another after another after another and the intensity of my energetic field got so strong that what
0: did it feel like
1: um it just felt gripping it felt like it felt like someone was squeaking like if someone gave you came and give you the biggest hug the tightest hug in the world it felt like that in my energy field, but my energy field was affecting my body. So it's like, you know, you have your energetic body is actually first and your body is second, right? Everything that happens in your energetic field goes into your body. So it, it, it just felt, it felt electric. It felt fluid, it felt overwhelming. Like every part of my body was on fire, but not in a, ba- not in a bad way. Um, it felt like all of my senses were just overwhelmed. Um and yeah, basically that's what happened. Actually, one of them bumped the bed, and that just sent me all. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that was, it was a, it was a, it was a, an interesting night. Um, and it was so intense energetically that it actually knocked me back out. Like I passed out. Mm. I was I was awake, but I I went back out.
0: The days so following a visit from the mantis or any sort of ET, um. What is that experience like for you physically?
1: That's a good question. Um, when they come visit and do um, energetic maintenance on, on my body, um, sometimes, early on in my experiences, I would be very tired. I would feel I would feel uh, like I didn't get a lot of rest. Um, and as time went on, I started to feel, um, like, a like I was being rushed, almost like it's almost like anxiety, but I know that my energetic body is being sped up. So it feels like there's a struggle between my energetic body and my physical body. And, um, it, yeah, it feels, gosh, I, I, I need to come up with a word to describe what the energy body feels like when it's been um, not interfered with. What am I trying to say? When it's been amplified, I guess. You know, because what it seems like what they're doing is they're igniting. So, all right, let's say if they don't, let's say if they come on January the 1st, right? And then by February 1st, if they don't come for a month, By the middle of February, toward the end, my body feels halfway normal. I feel normal again. As soon as they come, my energetic field just explodes again. And it's that way for about a week and a half, maybe almost two weeks. And it just kind of just dies off and dies off. And then they'll come again. And then my energy field just get like, I can... like it's re- like I'm reactive to everything, like that's the only way I can explain
0: hypersensitive it. Hyper,
1: yeah. it, hypersensitive to everything, so they're obviously doing something, and I, at times it 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 can get annoying as as you know.
2: Um,
1: yeah. and it can get annoying because I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's where are my benefits from this? You know um,
0: do you notice a difference in your functioning? after they come work on you? Like, does it feel like you are getting some sort of maintenance done? Like this is for your best intentions or does it feel like they're just kind of fucking around mysteriously?
1: Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it feels like they're just fucking around. Um, But because there's no malice intent behind it, um, you know, at times you can say you can kind of think to yourself, Oh, this is kind of cool, right? Like, yeah, who wouldn't want to be who wouldn't want to do this? <laughs> and I, I'm at a stage now where I can say I'm just I'm used to it, right? And now they come very I'm in a I'm in a phase where they come very few far in between right now. You know, it was a few years where they were just heavy. It was, I mean, you know, you know, we've had all those conversations. So I've been up, I've been emotionally up and down with it, you know, uh, yeah, I may feel like they're like, you know, having all the questions of what is this for, right? How is this going to, how is this helping me daily? Am I going to start being able to talk to spirits now or something? Well, none of that has really manifested. So why are we, like, what are we doing here?
2: What do you
0: feel like, so your body is very sensitive. Yeah. What do you think the significance is of that, keeping in mind that your energy field is getting so much work done? Like, why is there so much emphasis on the energetic when your body is sensitive? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um. I, I'm still on, I'm still fighting with that question or the answer to that question. I can tell you, what I've been told, and I can tell you what I've, you know, learned about from everybody on the internet, <laughs> you know, who has, <laughs> a, who has an idea about the human race, right, like, and, and where we're evolving to, right, so the technical questions, are that the technical answer for me to that would be, well, you know, the human being is evolving. Um, You know, we are experiencing newer vibrations universally. Universally, that is not. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) We are. We are. We we are moving to a a a a higher place where frequencies are higher in the universe. Right. That's almost. That's actually scientific right now. So, our solar system is moving into a place of the universe where the frequencies are higher. So naturally, everything else around it's going to be higher. Right. Earth is vibrating faster, everything is going faster. So naturally the human being has to have to vibrate at a faster rate. So that's why you have a lot of people who are experiencing a lot of different energetic things. Everybody's becoming more psychic, everybody is, you know, everybody's on this energy kick. and it's a real thing. Um, yes, a lot of people are more sensitive to energy than others, like myself. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, because here's the thing: from study, from 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 studying spirituality and and understanding how uh, mediums work and and intuitives work and things of that nature, right? People who are can manipulate and talk to other energetic beings, right? They're sensitive as well, so if I am, I'm that sensitive in another kind of way, but why am I not able to do those things? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we communicate with our five senses with our human body, but then we have our energetic body, which has a whole nother array of senses that most people haven't learned to communicate with. So you, you know how to use them, right? I've learned from you and others how to understand why my body is reacting certain certain ways, what I'm experiencing energetically. And then you can try to communicate back with whatever is trying to communicate with you on an energetic level. But is it working or not? I don't know. So I I, I don't know why I'm this sensitive. I, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me, but <laughs> I'm still searching for that answer.
0: The visual that I'm receiving um, is almost like your energy field If you think of it as like a jelly mat, like I feel it laying on your body, but for some reason, it's having a hard time being as one. It's like they're separate entities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's because your energy field has, like is so advanced, Mm. but your physical body still has so much weight just due to sensitivities and allergens and stuff like that. But then I'm also wondering if it is actually weight or if it's just being perceived as weight, which is why there's a hard time combining them. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. But like when you see people's, it's like if you saw a normal person's, I guess I'm, I'm saying I'm not normal.
0: Right You're now. not normal.
1: <laughs> normal person's body and energy feel. how does that look to you?
0: Um, It looks like, let's see, with a normal person, I think it kind of looks like an egg. And then within the egg, there are various layers. And there's almost like different textures and different colors that are kind of floating around on that, whether on the physical body or kind of in these layers. Um, The color of that energy field, though, I mean, each layer has its own color. But in general, the way that I see it is almost like this very light golden glow you know but then there's like all these different colors on the inside your energy field is so strong that it's like literally almost seems like I could touch it like it literally looks like gelatinous because there's so much there and because there is so much it's it's almost like the layers are a lot more defined um and I feel it's like like sitting on you which I'm wondering if perhaps when they work on you, that's why you feel it on your skin. Like that weird, yeah. anxious energy. Like that's why it's physic like it feels like it's on your skin because your energy field is so strong that it's like literally on your skin.
1: Mm. It's interesting. Um. So, so I, I, okay, so we're talking about energy fields here, right? And, uh-huh. Was energy field? I'm thinking of it as right there's a merge between the whatever energy is, right? Whatever it is, between right. and a physical substance, right? The right. body is a physical substance, right? So, energy can go through an energetic substance, right? So, there's a melt there that goes through the body and all the way around it. But what you're saying to me is there seems to be a layer. It, like are you able to see whether i don't know it's it's almost like am i saying well is my is my energy field not inside my body and my body is doing its own completion <laughs> but that sounds crazy to say right
0: it feels like it feels like there's oh, it's so interesting it feels like there is almost like a filter which is preventing a lot of stuff from fully integrating or from fully penetrating your body, which is making your energy field. Like instead of your whole being, being this like intense gelatinous thing, um, there's like a slight, there's a filtering thing happening that's preventing your body. I think your body is trying to do everything by itself, Mm. as you're saying.
1: Interesting. Now, do you think that's, and because I know I'm not the only one who probably senses these things. Do you think, yeah. is that for me, does that look to you like a consciousness thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that something that I pre programmed? Or do you think that's.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I feel like, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I think coming into this lifetime, and we've talked about this before, you gave yourself quite a puzzle to decode.
1: Damn, Michelle.
0: <laughs> you really, you really went all the way.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so, uh, but that's where I was getting at, because, right, we we have things that we want to work on coming into a life, right? But then,
2: yeah,
1: I was actually talking more from a, like, you know, how someone may tell themselves, well, you know. I'm just too fat. Right. And they tell it to themselves their whole life. And then that triggers other things physically right? that, you know, it's a downward spiral from there, depending on how you talk to yourself. So that's one thing I was wondering, if, is it something that, you know, I consciously was telling myself over the amount of years?
0: What it feels like is there was some sort of energetic contract to be done because you are very into like frequencies and healing your body and trying to you know obviously that's a big part of um your soul's mission here your soul's exploration um and i feel like because that contract was very loud in your field like you are here to have like literally work through this issue with these different methods it's like this big science experiment I feel like then that naturally manifested situations that kind of emphasize that more I don't know why I'm holding this pen <laughs> I don't even know where it came from right.
1: so that pen was a prop like that pen was me to... <laughs> that's funny
0: um so no. I oh go for it I know no, you go it's, it's weird because I feel like with the three of us, I feel like we all have our like weird soul mission. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know for me personally, I keep getting frustrated because I keep feeling like, <laughs> I'm just I'm, gonna hold it. because guess I think both, it's helping me a mo. <laughs> <working for you. laughs> um, I keep feeling like I'm getting really close. And then something happens where it's like, especially lately, like my anxiety has been so fucking bad and i don't know what the hell is going on and it's like i thought i like fixed this already like 2 weeks ago i was like oh my gosh i fixed my ocd cuz when i get really anxious i have a, a trauma response it's like ocd is connected to my ptsd um and it's very subtle but it's like irritating cuz it's like if i look at two oranges i have to pick the right one and then if like it's not i have to put it down it's like it's so stupid and i hate I didn't it that OCD. I do I think um it's very subtle if I didn't tell somebody nobody would know that I have it because it's like it's like literally stupid like I'm picking out socks and then if I pick a pair of socks I'm like oh these don't feel good put them back get a new pair (laughs) but it's been it's like I thought I solved it and then all of a sudden it's been like everything feels so heightened lately um And I was talking to, I didn't ask people for his permission, but I'm just going to say his name. I mean, it's a very unique name, so I feel like, whatever. Um, I was talking to him and it feels like there's like a similar thing going. There's just like this weird funk and it's frustrating because I feel like we keep getting so close to stuff. And then there's this funk that overcomes, which I guess makes sense in terms of healing and expansion because it's a spiraling process. You know, it's like we break through and whatever. Yeah. But I think what's getting me frustrated right now is we know the power we hold. And I'm like ready to just like, let's do it. Right. Like, I don't have to live by the rules of society. So why the fuck am I? Like, why can't we just like, let's go. I know what I can do. Let's do it.
1: Right. And it's very easy to, you know, once you, like, what's ex- what I'm experiencing right now is the same, and it's very easy to get frustrated by the limitations that we've created for ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I say that very carefully, the frustrating decision that we uh created for ourselves um, and part of this 3D matrix kind of thing we're in, right, has a lot to do with that as well. To just say, screw it, like, I'll just play by the rules because I'm, you know, nothing's working. And you know, I'm 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 in that in-between stage of no, I'm not gonna forget how powerful I am, right? Like I'm not I can't forget that now. Can't unlearn that, right? Um but it's frustrating because I want to do this, 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 and this. So do I slip back into my old mind state where everything is normal and I just play by the rules, like you said. Or do I keep pushing for how powerful I am and I can jump five feet in the air and levitate for an hour if I wanted to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had the thought the other day that I think so I I noticed when I was going through my big shift, like last June, July, whatever. Um, I noticed that I started my patience was getting really small uh, where I just felt like I had gone through all of this growth and I was having a hard time talking to people that were not willing to like also grow that much. Like I just didn't have patience for it. And I had this wake up call where it's like, well, my soul is literally here to help people. (laughs) You need to chill the fuck out, you know, because this is what you're doing. I also had a thought that, uh, I've always had an issue with like wanting to redefine everything. And I think there is much to be said in like the way that people have found to that doesn't make sense the way that people have embarked upon a specific venture like there there are efficient paths that have been etched out in general in various things why would you reinvent the wheel if there's already an efficient path Mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to explore now is don't reinvent the wheel People like we are a collective here. People have information. They have learned things. Use that information, which kind of means like playing the game a little bit, like being a human, you know, but then once you kind of reach a point where you're feeling comfortable, then like burst that out a little bit, like expand, tap into that power, play the game, level up and then burst it out. So I've been trying to find a balance between like the physical and that power by doing that, by not reinventing the wheel. Because I, again, I think because we're so tied to helping the collective, it's like we still need to play by the rules. Like that feels, right. you know what I'm saying?
1: Here's my, I'm not, i not, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and here's my question to that. Do you think we should be defining the, some of the things that, because we know how powerful we are and what all that means, do you think we should be defining some of the things that we can do. And I know everyone kind of wants to experience certain things, right? Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, should we be putting labels on, like, let's, let's, let's say if someone's main thing where well, they just want to levitate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Should that be a goal for someone or should they, should they focus more on just knowing that they have no limitations.
0: Mm. I think that plays into the idea that it's about the journey, not the destination, because I feel like it's almost like, I don't know what a good example would be of this. It's almost like, uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but let's pretend somebody has been trying to see a ghost or something. Right. You work, you work hard, like trying to tap into your psychic abilities and go to this haunted place, like have all of these gadgets around, whatever you see a ghost for one second. And then it just like came and went and it's like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But the buildup is what creates so much meaning.
2: Yeah.
0: So I feel like if somebody wanted to levitate, it's like, yes, that is, a goal you can have but keep in mind that goals come and go and it's like I don't know anything about martial arts but I feel like in kung fu or something one of those you know it feels very spiritual where it's like you don't just go and like break a block like oh it's like the a uh, karate kid what is it like the the take on and off the jacket or whatever it is you know it's like do you know what i'm talking about i'm talking
1: <laughs> about miyagi and daniel's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, about.
0: About The jacket what does he do
1: mr miyagi yeah they do the the, the thing with the, the hand the arm, the crane kick thing
0: but isn't there in the beginning i don't know what i'm thinking of there's a movie
1: do you somehow how they use their jacket to, to as a weapon <laughs>
0: no Uh, wax on wax off what is that is that right that's right okay
1: (laughs) that's Mr. Miyagi wax on wax off all right okay
0: um (laughs) there's like foundations that need to be established before you reach something Uh, and I keep battling with the idea of well why do we even have to have foundations why can't we just like go It's like quantum leap. Why can't we all just constantly quantum leap? Right,
1: exactly. That's a very good question. That's a very good question.
0: You know what I think it is? Because I've been feeling this lately. I've been definitely putting myself out there more, but I've always struggled with this feeling of holding back. And lately I've been trying not to hold back at all whatsoever. And it's a gradual process. But I feel like in order to consistently quantum leap, We need to be all in like our whole body needs to be in. And I feel like unless you are, your consciousness is present in all parts of your body to be able to make that decision in unison, you know, it's like parts of you get left behind and that's going to. When
1: you say, when you say you need to be all in, that's like, how does someone know that they're, because uh, mo- like most people, mo- like, okay, like you say, someone has spent all their time trying to see a ghost, right? They they think they're all in. Like every part of them wants to see this ghost. Mm. And, you know, but it, 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 is there a small part of them that's saying, that shit ain't going to happen? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've been taught that that's the devil's work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but you know, it's true. So, you know, I think being all in is so tough because we have these pre-programmed notions from outside, the movies you've seen all your life or your parents, you know, that has programmed, put stuff in your subconscious. Like, so do you think the subconscious mind may be playing a big role in why we can't, we feel like things-
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm also even wondering if- I don't know what I was wondering. I lost it. Huh. <laughs> it's so interesting. Spirituality, or I guess just religion or just all of this stuff is so interesting because it takes so much like blind faith. And then you like see results after that. It's just so peculiar.
1: That is. And, you know, blind faith is hard for people. Yeah. But not for people, for some people. Right. Well, you have some people who, you know, will have their certain text or things that they know
2: yeah.
1: that gosh their life and they'll say this is it and there's nothing else out there. Well that's fine. This is for me. Or, or you have the title judge and say, well this should be for you too. Right. Mm. If not, what's wrong with you? Then yeah. you have the others, your other set of people that will say, right, these these are I do follow these guidelines, these texts, these holy books, these things, you know, these things that have been given to humanity for guidance. For humanity, and they'll say, take, you know, they'll take that and they're still able to look beyond that and say, okay, what is, what more is there, right? This is a good building block. Um, but now I can still keep exploring.
0: I had a thought um, in terms of seeing ghosts or whatever, if it is so easy to overshoot energy interaction. If we try too hard, we overshoot it. And we aren't able to. Like with fairies, they lie in the in-between. If you're trying really hard to see a fairy, you're not gonna see one. You have to be in this like gentle in-between calm state. Um, And I'm wondering if perhaps the fact that that's even uh, happens is strange. I think because if we, if we try too hard, we start relying on like, we push into our bodies. Ah, It's almost like uh, with yin and yang or the masculine, you know, if you think of that being like the physical body, it's like. We push too far into that, but if we're too far in the energetic, then we won't have like a physical, tangible experience or something. So balancing it in the middle, where you're setting an intention, it's like manifestation. You set an intent, you set an intention, and allow it to happen. Um, your inner being is always operating from a state of um, having and doing very effortlessly. So when effort is added, it kind of pushes out of that slightly. So I feel like with quantum leaping or anything, if we are too all in it's like a different kind of all in than I think I mean, you know, like being like all in like let's fucking go, you know, then it's like that's a little bit too much, calm calm down. Um, Whereas if you like become that fire and embrace it um, and just sit in it, then that pushes you that propels you.
1: How big are you on balance though in terms of Right, like the spiritual balance and then the earthly balance, because you know you have people who get very, very spiritual in their head they're just so far in the clouds,
0: yeah,
1: and you have the person who's just so far with their head in the, in, the, in the sand, right How do you feel about
2: I feel
0: like that's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, uh
2: because.
0: I feel like when people get too far into spirituality, there is a disconnect from the major whole, And I feel like that kind of ties back into, I feel like I have a duty for the collective. So I still need to be, I can't be fully one way or the other. I need like, it is required of my body to be in between. And I feel like that's where the fairy energy helps me a lot with that. But I feel like what allows me to find a balance is constantly like operating from a place of love or operating from my heart. Because if I'm able to understand somebody's perspective or somebody's opinion, even if it is very different from mine or like very much more solely on the physical and like not even giving any time of day to spiritual, you know, it's like, I can still see where they're coming from and I can see the value in that. So I feel like my spiritual practice is more of this like sense of uh, coexisting or uh, operating from a state of love and compassion. Like that is my religion, if you want to call it that, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's where I've been trying to find a balance. Cause I also feel like It reminds me. So in China, at one point, Confucianism was the main philosophy. It was like taught in schools. It was like the society greatly followed its practices. And then Taoism came and wanted to uh, go the opposite direction because it felt it was too far into the masculine. So they went way into the feminine, you know, where people thought they were like a little crazy, like they're going to the mountains and saying that they can turn into dragons or, you know, um, but it was almost like done because they knew that if there were some people that were so full, fully invested in the feminine, it would societally like create this balance, you know? So I do feel like there is value in having people that are solely invested in this energetic or in the spiritual, because I feel like we need that balance mm, collectively. Think,
1: and that, that makes me think about, you feel like, you know, you have some people right now that just, they just say, they, you know, the earth is just shit, right? <laughs> like this place is lost as it's 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 marbles. It's people are crazy. Earth is as bad as it's ever been. Right. And I don't look at it that way, right. Because I have a whole other perspective of it. Right. Um, And that kind of makes me think about when you were just talking about the balance of things. Now I, I, it is of my belief that, you know, this planet is, is, is like the whole scenario, you know, there's been so many things in the dark for so long here. Right. If you, if you have a dark room, things in there that are trash and all this going to stay there until you open that door and start shining a light in there right so as soon as you start shining that light you're going to expose a lot of the things in that room that you don't want that you need to get rid of and just in so doing that in your mind you're starting to say wow I have, this is all of this bad stuff in here that needs to go so oftentimes that can make you think that things are really bad mm-hmm. when you just Things need to you need to see things and expose things to actually get rid of them to make things better. But you know I, I am and also I'm on the mindset of you know if there is more there's slightly more we're we're at a more of a tipping balance to the positive on this planet than the negative, right? Where I think we're 65 percent of a higher frequency than the opposite. We're definitely moving in a in in, a, in an upward tra- trajectory. Um, because look at all the work that people like yourselves and, and others are doing, right? Everybody is 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 using this 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 you know this um what's the social media jargon, right? High vibes and you know <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, living my best life and you know, I think this is contagious and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna take a while to really get to where we wanna be. But here's a question that a lot of people will ask me, or that I hear a lot of people say, right? Is earth a place where we're supposed to be, like let's say we keep this upper trajectory of frequency and everything turns into love and there's no more, is yin the, the bad or the good? <laughs> what is the yin
0: is They're yin neither a the bad or good, <laughs> uh, yin <laughs> is feminine, yang is masculine.
1: Okay, all right, cool. I was trying to relate, it. <laughs> you know, can you have a place where there is no opposite? Because mm. we are in a place, we are in a, in, a, in a duality. We live in duality where there's yin and yin. There's balance. There's light and dark. There's good and bad. So can you have a world where you'll never want, you're never going to see anything negative? Because we oh, I a lot of things.
0: Just Googled it to make sure I was correct. And it says yin is characterized as negative. But I don't know that that means negative as in bad. I'm wondering if that's like a negative charge.
1: Sure, I understand and I'm glad you said that because a lot of people may not um yeah so yeah
0: negative passive and feminine whereas yang is positive active and masculine
1: right so can you can is it can we even have a world where everything is nothing but love and light everything because then you won't get to how do you know And and this is some of the things that I've learned and that I've heard you know the, about the creator god whatever you want to call it source it all it all it is started well there's no starting point right but it needed to experience itself right it needed to, it wanted to expand and one of the ways it did that was to create duality to see if it could come back to understanding that all it wanted was love and you know and understanding that it it all it, what it is i saw your hand go up
0: I I think I think the separation between yin and yang or duality in general, I think, is a perspective.
1: It is, and if you look further at in that, because I did many years ago, it's also you have you know the yin and the yang symbol, right? You have the black side, you have the white side, but then you, there's the line in the middle. Mm-hmm that line in the middle is actually the third charge mm. right it's you have the yin and then the yin yang oh but then you have you see the white dot that's in the black side and the black dot that's in the white side so you have the you have the yin and then you have the yang then you have the yin in the yang and then you have the yang and the yin did i get that right did i get that right?
0: <laughs> you did <laughs> say it five right. times fast
1: no i can't do it <laughs> So that that's, that meaning is is goes a lot deeper than just you know the surface level of it.
0: In eastern religions that follow the idea of yin and yang, the idea is that one cannot exist without the other. It's literally impossible. It's right. literally impossible. And I feel like in that that in itself shows that perhaps it is not in fact Dual or duality. It is not two things because they coexist. It is literally impossible for them to stand on their own.
1: Right. So what you're saying is it's actually one thing.
0: Yeah. That's just. It's almost like the way that source energy continues to expand and erupt in different ways. It's the same thing. That's just exploring itself in two different mediums right but it's still the same thing right we're just labeling
1: it very true i mean i i think that is probably as far as our human brains can perceive perceive of things because that's what we know we 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 know light and then we know there's darkness right? we you're not going to understand if, if there was light outside all the time and that's all you knew then when it got darker, you would be able to appreciate the sun coming up if you didn't go through the sun going down. So, yeah, I think that's just how we operate. And trying to figure out what life outside of polarity would be crazy trying to think about that.
0: You know, this is making me kind of, this is bringing up the point of even like pronouns, how there's a movement right now of even like non-binary, they, them. Right. I feel like we may, like those seeds, I think, are collectively being planted and are trying to be understood through expressions (laughs) expressions Mm -hmm. such as that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's this like subconscious developing of a seed because for so long we have been labeling and now it's like, well, what if we don't label? But then it's also kind of weird because I think it is in our nature to label. So that is still a label. You are still labeling something versus uh, like, I feel like Wasn't there a movement in like the 80s or something like that in the like punk scene where it was just like literally no labels, like people didn't want to be anything. They were just existing. I could be making that up. Um, (laughs) But I feel like, yeah, I feel like that may be reminiscent of this exploration of releasing the binary. But I think we're still almost chasing our tails because in a way it's like you're still labeling. You're still a hyper focus on labeling.
1: I'm, to, to to throw the topic somewhere else, I'm still very curious to know what you have told your listenership about
0: I don't fully remember. I had an episode that spoke about um soul like soul families uh soul families, twin flames, soul contracts, uh karmic relationships that it went through all of that um. And then that's when I discussed, because I have shared our stories very lightly in previous episodes, but I never, like, didn't get into detail and it was, like, anonymous. Um, In that episode, then I kind of expanded on this idea of, like, um, how we found out where our soul came from and then all of a sudden people popped up and then... uh, in the last episodes because they've been more like diary-esque in regards to all of the shifting that happened last year because there was so much crazy stuff going on um then I was explaining more of like the stories of our shifting um that whole story about when I like walked and was told that I was jumping into a different timeline like that whole thing I shared it got weird
1: Mm, okay yeah I was because that and alone is a you know is it's is a podcast and a half by itself. You know, (laughs) it's. I think. I mean, I've been thinking of it as so much. I mean, it's a private thing, yes, but you know, I think there's certain aspects of because of how society is that you still think is kind of taboo, and no one's going to believe. You know what I'm saying? So I just wasn't aware that you just put all our business out there, and (laughs) suing you.
0: I didn't very, there's a lot that I have not said. I've just very gently brushed the outskirts, but I also feel like sometimes, especially right now, I think the fact that it is a little bit weird or taboo is giving me, making me feel free to express it because then it's like, It's like this grand story. So it's like, if you believe it, it's a pretty sick story. And if you don't, it's a good story nonetheless. <laughs> Enjoy it. You know?
1: That's a good headline, though. <laughs> tagline. If you believe this one, then, and if not, still a good story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. And I, I think, you know, that's how I look at a lot of things now, like, because everybody's an expert at something online now, <laughs> right? And people get all up in arms about something some, something somebody said. You know what I'm saying? And instead of just saying, you either believe it or you don't. Right? You don't have to kill the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if they're not killing anybody, they're just speaking their mind and they're sharing their experience. That's their experience. Right? Trust me, a lot of people are not going to believe the experience I shared earlier with six, seven mantas being, being in my bedroom and, and bumping my bed. you know what I'm saying (laughs) like that's unbelievable even saying out of my mouth but it's my experience it's a good
0: story
2: (laughs) hold on there's something coming through
1: you channeling this whole time
0: (laughs) you know what this is a random thought and I feel like I just need to chase it real quick so I'm just gonna work through it it's weird trying to tap into the future like what the human collective can look like in like a million years or like a hundred thousand years because we haven't huh
1: why is it weird you've done it for me before not that far yeah yeah, no, no no not that far
0: we haven't existed on this planet for very long right and the speed in which technology is advancing is increasing so much in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. that I feel like if somebody a thousand years ago tapped into the future and saw somebody with an eye, like saw this, you would be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Like it's hard to understand. You know? (laughs) And so like trying to tap into the human collective, like that far in the future.
1: That's a long time. Like, you know, I mean a million years, come on. That's a long, that's a long way.
0: Yeah, but it's just like it's 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 trumping me because I've been trumping, is that the word? Stumping? Whoever. Um
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because I know of people who are, who have been um, channeling actually humans from the future, like a hundred years from now, even 30, 40 years from now. Um, And it's kind of cool because it's not so far ahead. Like, okay, this place will look like in 50 years, right? And to, to the to people, I'm not sure, the, the the knowledge level of your listenership, and I say this very humbly, I'm doing my humble hands. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Timelines can change, right? A lot of times the future is not set in stone. We all understand that and it depends on the consciousness of the planet at that time, blah, 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 blah. So if someone channels something from the future, it can be altered if that's what you think it can be. Anyway, so um, I've been hearing a lot of information about uh what this planet is going to look like in the next 50 to 100 years even like now, I think even like maybe 40 years from now and the information that's coming is like there's going to be almost just two factions to the planet mm-hmm. um, like a group who's still stuck in the old ways yeah you have everybody else who is just united on this one planet kind of a thing, whatever that looks like, right? No more states, no more divisiveness and all that. It's just this one thing, I think we've created a lot of fear behind that whole one world government kind of thing where the Illuminati's taking over and they want one, <laughs> right they want one planet right, and they want one currency, and they're trying to steal our thyroid or something
2: <laughs> <laughs> right
1: <laughs> but. And yeah, you can look at that in a negative way, or you can look at it in a positive way where you know the world actually needs to be unified in a certain way. and, um, and some, some more of that information some more of the information that's come out is that there's going to be some sort of clashing war that's going to last for a while that is meant to shake up and restructure things in a certain way type of way. I don't know. Um, Have you seen or heard any kind of info like that?
0: I definitely have felt that we are going into a state where it feels like it it just the how we're operating feels more reminiscent of like when I tap into an extraterrestrial collective where it just feels like they're all on the same page. Things feel a lot more neutralized and in harmony um with the like general whole you know yeah but then there also is that other group that is separate from that um it just feels like almost like operating in two realities at once so I'm definitely feeling that for some reason I in trying to tap into the future uh because this I don't know why this has been on my mind so much I'm having a hard time tapping too far in and I feel like it's because in the timeline of our uh, collective right now, or just of humanity, it feels like there are going to be like, it, it almost feels like there's this ripple effect happening of explosions, you know? And it's kind of like the point of the, there is a general guide of where these explosions are supposed to settle us. However, it's supposed to just completely like restructure everything. So it's kind of like, all by chance as to how it settles, but then I'm getting stuck on the thing of like, okay, well, that specific, I mean, all of these realities exist somewhere. So what do those look like? Um, And I can't see it clearly, which has been frustrating me, but I also know that it's probably purposeful.
2: Right. I mean,
1: I I, I would agree. And if you're having a problem seeing it as clear as you want to, maybe that's because it's even more fuzzy than it's supposed to be because Mm. the the, the, I don't want to say the shifting consciousness right now because we are are more starting to think alike. And I think the internet has had a lot to do with that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're now connected all the way around the planet. And I think for the most part, people want good. So how does that what you're trying to do is relate to okay, well, where is that going, you know, in the future?
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Look, a hundred years ago, we were literally on riding horses. A hundred years ago. Right. Now we're, whether you want to believe it or not, probably have secret space programs, you know, taking private shuttles to Mars, <laughs> right? Or, or wherever. So and if humanity has been on this planet for 300,000 years as Homo sapiens sapiens, and you're only talking about this boom in technology in 100 years?
0: Come yeah, on. it's ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. Now, something I have been very, very interested in a lot lately is, well, yeah, but there has been signs of high tech on this planet. hmm <laughs> That's, I mean, literally it's like look at the pyramids and things. And I had to, I haven't shared this with you yet, but I came across some information about, you know, the pyramids, how they were built, who built them, what they were for. The big pyramid is essentially you can find it, it's not hard to find it. The big pyramid is essentially designed for two things for one, there's one or two main reasons. One, a pyramid that size all over the world they gave. Humanity at that time, free energy, zero. They call it a zero point energy, and what that means is it, you're able to tap into energy out of the air, but it's re- it comes from the pyramid structure that's closest to you. So they didn't ha- they didn't need they didn't need cables. They didn't need anything. I'm not sure, it they, they didn't go that deep in terms of how things were connected to actually give something power, but they were using crystals and other different kinds of things to actually power things. And the main source of it came from, uh, came from the, the pyramid. Now hear me out. The pyramid works by uh, balancing the polarity. We just thought about polarity. It works by balancing the polarity of the atmosphere and the polarity of the ground. So you yeah, have the ground has one is either positive or negative charge. The atmosphere is either positive or negative charge. So what the pyramid does, it does have different things inside of it that helps amplify once the once that polarity is polarized in a certain way. Do um,
0: the water, the yeah. water channels, the water channels water underneath water. have something to do with it, right? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The water aquifers below the pyramid have so much to do with how the uh, pyramid. Uh, how it what, what's the word I'm looking for? How it stabilizes the polarity on the ground. Mm. So, the pyramid used to have a white coating all over it, and it had a, a a clear quartz crystal on on top of it. So there was a lot more to it than the way it looks now. But it essentially was taking the energy of the atmosphere, taking the energy of the of the universe, however you want to say it, and it was. Balancing that with the polarity on the ground, there were some things inside of it that helped magnify that energy. One of them that's theorized, I heard this recently also, and I think it's either King's Chamber or the Queen's Chamber was the uh, Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is a power source. It's like some kind of thing that helps to generate and amplify and regulate all that kind of stuff. So once that happened, the pyramid is able at its, full, at its capacity, is able to give the planet free energy. Outside of that, at the same time, the pyramid was mainly used for astral travel.
0: So, I think I've heard that too.
1: Exactly. You go into the pyramid, and yes, you can have your own actual, ex- actual travel experiences outside of that, but they said that if you go in that pyramid and i don't know if you go over overnight whatever you stay a certain amount of time in a certain room you will literally have the biggest actual actual travel experience you've ever had and it will take you wherever you want to go somewhere i don't know um and it was one more thing about it i don't know but i just found that very um exciting to learn i'm into that kind of stuff you know that kind of techie trekky
2: nerds just kidding
0: no it's really nerds. interesting I was listening to a podcast yesterday actually where they were talking about um, ancient civilizations uh, and it's interesting because there is so much advanced technology present in different parts of the world and sometimes right. like the technology or the design behind them are very similar right. but they're in completely different parts of the planet
1: exactly oh yeah if you look all the way around uh, all around the world one of the things that people are finding these just pyramids i mean i, I can't yes. go back to it right but there was something to that and the, there's a pyramid in alaska in alaska huge Oh,
0: river. i didn't know that wow oh
1: come on i gotta i gotta get you hit man what's wrong with you mm-hmm. we're supposed to be in line man we <laughs> Nah, there's there's um, there's a few people who've done some documentaries. Um, Linda Bolton Howe is one who's done a fa- fantastic documentary about the pyramid in Alaska, and it's a military zone now though,
2: mm. of
1: oh, course, because it's only the top part is sticking out of the ice or whatever, and the whole bottom structure. Mm. They, they have whistleblowers and people who've been there that that came on her show and explained what's the, it's fascinating. They Ooh,
0: I need to check that out.
1: Go inside. Uh, Oh, I could I bought because I actually bought the documentary. It's called um Belinda Howe. Okay. And look up an Antarctic, Antarctica Pyramid. Like did you find it?
0: Antarctica Secret Alien cover up. Maybe. Antarctica Military Whistleblowers with Linda Moulton Howe.
1: It's it's there's some YouTube videos, <laughs> but there's an actual documentary that you have to purchase. Huh. That kind of gives you all the little juicy details on it. Fascinating. They say when you go inside, it has its own atmosphere. It's like you go into a whole different world almost when you go inside.
0: Hold on a second. The Antarctica one I've heard of, you said Alaska. Did you mean Antarctica or did you mean Alaska?
1: I didn't say Alaska, did I? (laughs)
0: Girl, I said Alaska.
1: Antarctica. Sorry about that. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Probably one of the last though. <laughs> Probably one there too.
0: You just it's a happy accident.
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's there's so much going on, man. Uh, you know. But then you get frustrated and because you want to see this stuff, you want to experience it all. And you can't. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you can in theory, yeah, sure. Just ask for travel there. But I mean, people are asked for traveling.
0: I feel like right now, even in talking about this stuff, I'm getting frustrated because I just want to have all of this information accessible to my brain. And I think my issue is, I think I just need to calm down because mm. I think I keep getting, like what's happening is I have so much energy and motivation that I keep wanting to like, okay, let's do this. Let's get this, let's, you know? And I think it's that idea that we were discussing earlier where just calm down. I'm trying too hard. I need to calm down.
1: I think I was getting ready to say, but I didn't want to jinx you. Like, did you, did it feel like you were, I thought you were getting ready to go of the human limitation part. Like maybe your brain couldn't get all the information that's coming to you?
0: No, I feel like it can I think I'm just like trying to over, I'm overanalyzing. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like is also why I've been feeling anxious lately. Mm -hmm. Because I think with everything, for some reason, I've been like, that's probably why I'm feeling. uh, Because I'm feeling this motivational energy that I did like last June. I think I'm getting, it's like a little bit deeper now. And I'm trying to like shuffle through the physical and all the ways that I can like tie it into that. And I think it's causing a lot of overanalyzing because it's too head heavy and I just need to sit into it more.
1: So do you think, and I think the only way we would have to, we would know this answer is to ask ourselves, maybe, I don't know, but do you think that we were supposed to get this frustrated? Um, You know
0: what, I do because I feel like with like alchemy there's a magic that happens when you hit a rock bottom mm. and so I've been trying to let myself get frustrated and feel like I hit rock bottom because really? I want that boost out of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah but and but see that's a personality trait that's good for you you have some people who get frustrated like myself and just completely say eff it like I'm
0: ah uh, that's true
1: I'm done like with what happened with my boy. Mm,
0: yeah. Like I'm
1: door closed. Leave me alone.
0: That is true.
1: So that's why I was like, you know.
0: I think frustration and anger is really powerful when channeled in a specific way. If you just are at the mercy of it, obviously it just kind of shuts everything down. Um Are we supposed to get this frustrated? I don't feel like we necessarily have to. I know for me, for some reason, it makes me more efficient because when I feel... When I am in a situation, and this is something that I'm trying to change because I don't want to have this cycle continue, but when I feel like oh no, I need to get A, B, and C done immediately because, I, I don't know, it's almost like if, if I don't have money for rent and I just need to like figure it out in like a week or something, there's a fire that is activated where it's almost like, I'm getting this done one way or the other. I don't know, I like I'm just gonna do it. Um. So whenever I get frustrated, that kind of fire is... Created where it's like, I'm just gonna do it. I don't have a choice. I just have to and I'm gonna go. And I'm trying to learn how to embody that without having to hit that state of frustration because it doesn't feel good.
1: Right.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and I feel like my body is just like trained to respond in that cycle, but I need to maintain it more. And I hit it. I also feel like between last year and just the start of this year, I've been doing a lot of experimenting in how I approach life just to kind of gauge like how manifesting works or what I can really do about it. So I feel like right now, the sense of anxiety or frustration, any of the discomfort I'm feeling, feels really strong, but I'm not really like I'm more curious about it and like playing with it to see the options. I have you know so that's kind of preventing me from getting stuck in it but I definitely feel like that's the cycle I would not like to continue actually I had a client the other day we had this conversation where it's like there's this idea of quantum leaping where you it's like a rubber band where you push back and then you shoot forward but what if like rather than having to constantly like push back and shoot forward why can't you just like stay here and keep like mm. like moving that way rather than having to constantly like fling
1: yeah that's that like you know one step forward two steps back and then another big step forward like yeah i do know that's a very good question um, but then it, it goes back to like your question earlier. Well, do you really have to? Is it a real thing, or is it
2: right.
1: a construct of something we've created that just helps us? It works better for us that way because uh, we're learning. We have to learn experiences, right? That experiences are kind of what drives us, and for whatever for reason, as humans, we get we get driven with the negative polarity side of experiences it pushes us harder and further to more what we want and not what we don't want so i think that may have something to do with why there's a boost with those with that backwards and then another big forward again do you have to have do you have to do that maybe if you're if you embody enough light and understanding probably you don't but how many people on the planet are have that much light quotient in their bodies oh i've messed Ooh, i messed up with that one look at that one <laughs> <laughs> light quotient i got that from journey of souls by the way anyway <laughs>
0: uh yeah but it's definitely like i feel and as you're saying that it's like the most efficient path or whatever but it's like okay I get that that's efficient I guess and I think that's where applying the idea of like okay go back launch forward but then rather than launching where you usually launch now this is the time to expand in your launch to like redesign how the launch happens you know what I'm saying
1: I do know what you're saying but look at it from okay there's never an end to expansion yeah never an end so let's say all right you launched, but now you're at a certain level of understanding. You're at a certain level of expansion. Now I need to get to the nevel, the next level, the, the next level, <laughs> the next level of knowledge or expansion that I want to get to. Do I do that? Are there any trials and tribulations that I need to go through to get to that next level? Or is it all just awareness to get to that next level? So if I'm looking at things like their trials and tribulations, to, to me, that's a pullback, right, to get to that next level. Now, okay, I'm at that next level of awareness. How am I going to view what my next level is going to be? I'm already two steps ahead of when I started. So, all right, how am I looking at this? I'm, I'm looking at whatever I'm going through. It could be a 10 bad days in a row. To me, to the human body, that don't feel good. So I'm equating that with pulling back. Uh-oh, her hand and her finger went up again. <laughs> she hasn't thought, so go. Um.
0: When we feel comfortable, we stop exploring.
1: Mm, exactly. And that's what I've heard happen with Source. But Mm. in the humans, like when you say comfortable, we're thinking in very human terms, right? God is not human, right? But it's like, and bored is a human example as well. (laughs) Okay, you know, not that, okay, sure, God was bored. (laughs) But right, I mean, but that's a very good way of, right,
2: of, of, of looking at it. Say what you just said again. When we become comfortable, we stop exploring. Right.
0: So I think the issue is right now we're relying on that pullback because it's uncomfortable. We don't like discomfort. We want to operate in comfort. But I think the issue right now is there's so much expansion happening that we can't stay comfortable right now. Like there's too much growth to, to, you know. So I think we are channeling that in discomfort um, or we feel the need to channel that through discomfort. But I think, I feel like there is a way to continue fostering curiosity and growth without having to be uncomfortable.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But is discomfort part of the human experience? Buddha said that if the, if you don't have to dis, you don't have to uh, I'll give myself witness experience discomfort at all right um, I think that was another thing uh, in uh,
2: what's the book that uh, Yeshua wrote
1: A Course in Miracles That book uh, A Course in Miracles teaches that I think I believe as well But that's a very good question.
0: And I think that also goes in line with the idea of duality, comfort and discomfort. Right. It's all labels.
1: Are we we back to where we started? (laughs) Right? Are we back to... It's still one thing.
0: You don't have to be uncomfortable, but I think the issue is, is we need to... Hit a balance, but it's almost like honoring the source energy in ourselves of like constant evolution, exploration. But I think for whatever reason, our bodies are programmed to like, okay, I'm comfortable, calm down, relax, don't do anything. Where I feel like we need to just keep digging deeper into what comfort means and what that experience is like, you know. And I feel like perhaps until we're able to do that then we will need discomfort because that tells us what is like that is very very valuable information you know and until we reach like that state of consciousness like it is going to be necessary because we ourselves are not yet in the uh state of oneness i guess or whatever
1: and i'm a firm believer and we are still tied within the constructs of of um the human collective consciousness, right? Um, I feel like everybody else's consciousness does play a big role in um, our individual consciousness as well. Yes, we can, you know, we can we can still evolve consciously on our own, as we all do. But there's still a collective conscious aspect of this equation that. Um, we haven't fully tapped into yet. I think we're starting to understand the collective consciousness and how we, you know, we all feel actually um, it's beneficial and holds more power than, you know, one person's individual consciousness and trying to do it on your own. That's why we're all individually here trying to raise the collective consciousness of the whole planet, blah, 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 blah. It's interesting. we am just going to get real weird here. Like, when you were just we were just talking about the duality, uh, you were making some very good points. This is this was this is my sensitivity, not like human sensitivity, like I was gonna cry or something. Some my,
2: <laughs> you can cry.
1: Energy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my energetic sensitivity, I felt and kind of saw like weird moment beings. Like I felt like we were For some reason, in that moment, it was a few moments where I felt there was this need to come in to Mm -hmm. listen or um, be nosy. (laughs) Or I don't know. I just.
0: Question for you since you're tapping in.
1: No, it's not happening.
0: (laughs) Question for you. (laughs) I have um, lately been feeling a lot of tingles on my cheeks. What is that?
1: Don't do this. Don't do this. (laughs) I don't, Amber. I don't know. Maybe it's X. I don't know. See, (laughs) I don't know, man. You always try to put me on the spot. You have to do a lot of editing. This is terrible. <laughs> it's either eczema or fairies, or <laughs> <laughs> all of the above.
0: Both. <laughs> right.
1: You're really feeling tingling on your cheek. On your cheeks, though. Yeah,
0: I would say for the past few months, I've been feeling crown tingles, just like somebody's literally massaging my head. The past week and a half, it's been feeling like cheek caressing.
2: Very interesting.
1: God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, listeners, I'm not living lifestyle as a psychic medium, a channeler, none of that. So what she's doing right now <laughs> trying to be funny. And I know she's done this to me before. Now, have I been right in the past about some things? Absolutely. We all can do this. <laughs> but she is not putting me on the spot like this. <laughs> My apologies if, if this is too long-winded.
0: Is there anything else would like to chat about? This is a good talk. I miss our conversations.
1: I know. You ghosted me, so it's oh, all <laughs> good. I thought we were closer than we were.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <clears throat> I feel like I ghosted everybody. When I go through a lot of change, I literally become a hermit. And I feel like I need to detach from everybody to redefine who I am. But the issue is, is I'm not good at verbalizing that. And so then I just disappear, you know. So I'm trying to be better about um, verbalizing.
2: But I'm only human.
1: I say it all all out of love to everybody. Has their own things that they need to go through, I mean, I used to you know text you or text you every two weeks, like something's wrong, I need you to fix it <laughs> right, <laughs> and like my journey since well since we talked last year at some point, you know, I've just been trying to deal with my own stuff because and stop putting my own stuff on other people to fix,
2: mm.
1: you know stuff like that so i get it
2: yeah what a crazy year it's been (sighs)
1: 2020 yeah
0: it was people people joined in february right of just last year
1: i think it was later than that
0: oh was it later oh you're right he had had a shift in february but i think we talked to him in like march or april
2: yeah that's crazy
0: you're
1: gonna have him on
0: I texted him. We'll see.
1: Okay. Does he still have the same number?
0: He does, but right now he's in Chile. Uh so he is, or actually no, I don't know where he is. He's in South America somewhere. Uh so he's uh just using like FaceTime audio or like texting through his text or his email, like iMessage and stuff, yeah.
1: Interesting guy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to have all of us on at once.
1: I'm you still haven't told this whole story. So how are you going
0: I have told everybody knows.
1: All right, listen, I'm going back into your archives, man.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, I look. think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you like my see my 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 shirt, right? Doesn't it look very um stuff we used to talk about? What is it what does it look
0: like to you? It looks like a. <laughs> I was thinking that when you had your background, I was like, oh, with your sweater and everything, it literally looks like you're commanding a ship.
1: Doesn't it look like a suit that, like those One Piece suits we talked about?
0: <laughs> it does.
1: Supposed to have them on? I, listen, I'm trying everything I can. <laughs> listen, I look like I'm supposed to be on a starship somewhere. <laughs> That's my passion. That's my dream. Just so that Everybody knows. The listeners know. My passion and my dream is to. Oh my God! There's a big spider right
2: here.
1: Go I didn't kill animals. Sorry, you y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, my. <laughs> So what is wrong with you? Amber? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is so funny? What I do?
0: Because you just—it was just a big change of stuff, oh, and then you went back to being serious. Well, no,
1: that needed to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little interesting. Um, you know what about these damn spiderwebs becoming. a nah, I just playing. Um, yeah, no, that's one of my passions. We all—we all have passions, right? One of my passions is to be. Like, you see my, like, I like gear. I like stuff. And because i am been studying that stuff for so long, I know how connected I am. I want to be on a ship. I want to be on a starship. I want to be
2: there. And I can't. you can. I can, but.
0: No buts. You are.
1: Well, there's been a lot of uh, false hopes and promises. <laughs> That's I, can't, true. I can't take myself up there. Another poor, oh, another
2: podcast. You can if you astral project.
1: It's on my is chain, right? <laughs> when, when they recover the pyramid and put the the crystal <laughs> on top of it, <laughs> anyway. Your eyes are up to the right. That's view. so
0: sad. <laughs> That's
1: just a sad ending.
0: What's that? My passion. All I want in life oh. is something I will never get. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: I mean. But you're saying so you're saying I'm created the thought of something I'll never get?
0: Yeah, I think you can have it because our part of our soul is already up there. We yeah. all have our commander selves up there.
1: I know. I know, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. Like I've been studying space and all this stuff for so long, and you know, I, I love Star Trek. I'm into everything sci-fi, so yes, I'm a nerd in that aspect of things. <laughs> yes, I am. Right.
0: No, I love Star yeah. Trek. It's great, and I feel like it's a very reminiscent of uh, the that part of our consciousness.
1: Yeah, well, but one one I think one of the driving, driving factors between somebody like myself and someone else that just, you know, would love to serve on a starship somewhere, right, is that I've been on one before Mm -hmm. many times, but not conscious of it. So that is a driving force of oh my god, let's do it again. But wake me up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, and I think I have to, I got to release it. I have to, uh, like you say, when you push too hard for something, you know, you, you overshoot. So I, I, I got to let that go,
2: message for me. I think we should do this again, this is good.
1: Sure, I think we should, it's been, I mean, it's been real. This was great, and it's weird that we've talked so long, but there's so much more to talk about. Like, I, I literally have a book that you know I've been documenting our conversations for for a few mm. years now. So,
0: we, I mean, we every week I feel like we used to talk for like an hour and a half. I feel like know. we need to bring those back. Because those so, are good, good talks.
1: I mean, we, we could if someone would answer the text, but you know, <laughs> okay, we
0: move on in life, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, we. I understand. I'm getting better.
1: Right, right, right,
0: right. No. I am back. I'm back in society.
1: Okay, I'm just messing with you though. But yeah, but no, this I agree that we should do more. This is not my podcast. My podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? You act like you don't know how to have a guest. Come on, what what's going on? <laughs>
0: thank you for being here we shall do it again okay would you, you know like to <laughs> show I'll, me I'll
1: how do. it's done <laughs> I'll, 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 listen thank you so much for coming on um i had an amazing time we talked about so much um well you know i, I think that <laughs> my listenership probably will want a part two or three of this because we talked about so many different things we were all over the place weren't we we were so listen. guys. <laughs> Uh, Like, subscribe, share this. uh, (laughs) Like, subscribe to share. Give me a thumbs up. How they do it? Give me a thumbs up on the video. You know, like this. (laughs) Share it. We're going to come back with more content. Uh, My name is Amber.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I should just use this clip to end all of my videos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm I'm channeling with Amber. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, give me a big thumbs up. (laughs) <laughs> i gotta ask you one question before we go
0: do you want me to stop recording yeah okay thank you and okay. <laughs> goodbye i'll make a formal ending later big 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 shout out to my soul brother um i literally gave him like a 30 minute warning that I wanted to record this episode and he was fully on board and yeah I am so appreciative for him coming and telling his story Um, definitely more episodes and so many more stories and fascinating tidbits to come but I hope you got something out of it and if anything I hope it brought a little bit more expansion and wonder (laughs) to you and how the universe operates I love you so much, my friends. Thank you for being here. I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.